On today's episode, ladies, I've got a personal question for you. How are you taking care of and cleaning your vagina? I know, I know, I know, I hear you. It is an interesting question and something we often don't sit around talking about. But on today's show, we are going there. The vagina is this amazing, powerful organ, and it's really the seat of your femininity, right? It's, it's how we got the, the term woman, right? It's the womb. If you're a womb man, that's, you know, where the term comes from. And so, you know, when, when she ain't right, you ain't right. And everybody knows when she ain't right. My first guest is not only on a mission to help women open up about the topic, she also launched a line of feminine wellness products that will get you all the way together. And on the Coach's Corner, we're talking about setting healthy boundaries in your life. How do you know your boundaries are being violated or they're going against who you are? Sometimes you'll have a discomfort or you have resentment. If you continually to do things that you don't want to do or keep saying yes to people because you're doing it you know, out of feeling as if there's a belief that you need to or out of guilt, eventually it turns sometimes into resentment. Welcome to the Joy Sutton Show, where it's all about joyful conversations to inspire your life. When you show up in the world as the best version of yourself, you give other women the inspiration, courage, and permission to do the same. It's my time to take care of me. What made you think you could do it in your 50s? You know, I didn't think I could do it, to be honest with you. I was scared to death. We are all on our own journeys, but we can do this together. And there's something powerful about sharing our stories and the wisdom we've learned along the way. So let's dive into today's conversation and get to living our best lives. You have to step out on faith. You have to take the first step and go for it. You never know how life might lead you to your purpose. For Kimba Williams, a girl's trip sparked an idea that's now turning into a million dollar business. Kimba is the CEO and co-founder of Couche, a line of feminine wellness products. It's a path Kimba had never even considered. She had spent most of her career as a pharmaceutical rep, but this natural diva soon realized she was destined for something greater. Never in a million years did I think God was gonna put me on this earth to start working and thinking and constantly being in vaginas all day. Like I'm in a vagina all day. Like <laughs> mentally, that's what's on my mind. I am thinking about vaginas all day and I love it. Mm. Um, now, Dr. Barb, of course, she trained for this. She, This is her thing. But me, I'm doing vaginas. <laughs> and I had no idea. And I got to tell you, so towards the end of my career, I knew it was over for me because I would sit in my car. So as a sales executive, you tend to have accounts and you go, you're like a freelancer, right? So I always work from home and I would go visit hospitals and, and physicians in the hospitals were my account. So I would get to a hospital and, you know, you'd work the entire hospital, all the doctors, all the pharmacists, that whole thing. But girl, I would get there at nine in the morning or whatever time. And I would sit in my car for two hours. I did not want to get out the car. I hated it. I, I was like, I would listen to music. I would call friends on purpose. Like, girl, what you doing? They're like, girl, we're working. I'm like, girl, we're back. I made every excuse. I hated getting, and listen, and I've talked to other women who were like, girl, I can't get out the car today. I'm like, I know what you mean. I would rather go home. I would take naps. Like I hated getting out of the car. And I was like, this is, this is, this is terrible. This is terrible. The fact that I don't even want to get out of my car is terrible. So that was my first inkling. Second inkling was I kept getting managers that for whatever reason, just didn't like me. And I, I feel mm. like such a likable person. So something's wrong there. <laughs> 
But I would get managers. And unfortunately, and I hate to say this, they tended to be white women. And I've had so many white women friends who were amazing, but these particular women just were like, I don't know. I think they just knew I was magical and didn't and, and didn't like me. And, you know, I'm just so loud and extroverted and a, a, a clearly a woman of many words. And, and I don't have a problem stating my opinion. I might've just been too much. Mm. And I was the only black woman on the team. So towards the end of my career, I had this one job. I was, I got a new job. I was the only black woman girl. I left in like a year. The second mm. job I got, they tried to fire me in like five months. So the time frame between these jobs got shorter. And so at, at one point I was like 10 years, then seven years. Then it was like one year, then five months. And I was like, you know what? This ain't working. <laughs> this is like a sign or something. So do you feel like it, it you know, sometimes those things, I had another friend that's kind of happened to her. Like she kept getting fired. Yeah. She like, Hold up. She's like, something's not right here, you know, and realized she was on a whole wrong career path. Right. She ended up changing career paths. Now she's loving it, living her best life. Things are taking off. So I think sometimes in life, those experiences come to tell us, hey, don't get comfortable. Absolutely. When you get comfortable, it's hard to shift. But when you start to get uncomfortable, you sit in your car, like you said, for two hours, not wanting to get out. The short, the time between your jobs is getting shorter. It's not something's not clicking. Something's not clicking. Something's not clicking. I was I was the long hauler. People would jump from job to job. To job. I was like, oh, no, I'm going on the eighth year. They're like, well, why? Like, <laughs> I was just old school like that. I was loyal to a job unless, you know, there was a layoff or unless they were, you know, buying people out. I'd take a big package and keep it moving. But I was in there for years. And honestly, by the time I prayed about it, you know, I was like, God, what is this is this is terrible. And the last job that was like trying to fire me and let me go was like, oh, you know, I'm being rude to people. And I was like, that's not even me. Like, that's not even it was just it was so many, you know, instances of being mistaken, like for somebody that I'm totally not. And I was like, at this point, my character was being abused. I was like, I just, this is, I can't allow this to happen. And I was praying about it. And I just kept hearing God say, I, if you get comfortable, you won't move. He knows me. He's like, if you chill, then you good. And you're not going nowhere, but I have bigger plans for you. And I had no idea what those plans were. So even at the time I was like, I don't know what you want me to do, but this ain't working. And he's like, yeah, this is, this Mm -hmm. is the reason I need Mm -hmm. to go. And if I make it uncomfortable, it's the only way you'll leave. Which is so good. Oh yeah. God kicking me in the butt. Like you have no idea what I have in store. And, um, but in 2016, I went on a girl's trip. So ladies, please, 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 please. The impetus for this whole business started with me having fun. So yourself, the fun, like go out, leave your, I had three kids and a husband and I was like, I'm, I'm out. Mama's gone and I got to go hang out with my friends and I need to find my life. So anyway, so I go on this girl's trip and, um, I met a woman, my best friend kind of organized everything. And she was sort of like the Texas, right? So she pulled everybody together. And I met this woman uh, named Barbara. And Barbara was a physician. She was an OBGYN. And because I was a pharmaceutical you know, sales executive, I was so used to interacting with physicians. And some were amazing and some were just not. So I was like, oh, you have those you physician know. personalities. <laughs> right. And so I could switch on and off. Them, you know, I'm just like, oh, here we go with another doctor, right? But of course, I was going to give her the the pleasure of, um, or the the honor of just, you know, being humble and just and wanting to meet her because she was a lovely person. I had no issues with her, uh, but you know, sometimes the tag doctor comes with all sorts of things. So I was like, oh, I hope she's like really down to earth. So she was super down to earth, and it just so happened that I realized or I, I learned from her that she was a breast cancer survivor, and she began to take her life really seriously as it related to sort of natural health and wellness. 
And I realized that she and I were sort of on the same path, but for different reasons. So I was like, here I am thinking this doctor's gonna be like, oh, I'm a doctor and blah, blah, blah. And she was Mm -hmm. the first woman that I had ever met. We spent so much time in the cabin, like snuggling and talking about wellness. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, doc, what would you do for this? Because I don't want to take medicines no more. And you know, right now, and she's like, oh, I'm trying to be more natural with my patients. And we just clicked. And girl, after that, we left. The cruise was amazing. And I called her a couple of weeks later. I was like, we need to do something together. Like, I just loved your spirit. And she's like, I've been thinking about you, but I'm in surgery. Let me call you back. And I was like, girl, bye. So I called <laughs> back like a week later. I'm like, did she want to hang out with me or not? And, um, and she says, I can't stop thinking about you in relation to what we talked about. She's like, we got to do something. So from then we decided to, to do something. We started a YouTube channel called BK Naturals because her name's Barbara, my name's Kimba. And then we're both from Brooklyn. I love it. Okay. BK Naturals, come on. Yeah. And so the, and the, short, you know, version of Brooklyn is BK. So we were like, okay, it's BK Naturals. It's totally Barbara Kemper from Brooklyn. It's great. So, um, we started BK Naturals and the YouTube channel and girl, I would razz my jazz up, go to her house, set up this little studio. Her <laughs> teenage daughter would film us on this camera. We'd act like we're in a studio. It was amazing. And the, the YouTube channel is still here today. We got like over a thousand subscribers right now and we're trying to grow the page. But um, we started with education and then we started having women who were asking questions like, you guys have amazing information. We love the energy, but what do we use from a feminine wellness perspective? Like, would you recommend? And we were like, uh, we don't know. You know, <laughs> there was nothing out there that we really could put our stamp on. And then she has a medical license. She's like, I don't want to get sued over something that I'm recommending that I don't necessarily, because I don't know these people. I'm not your doctor, so I don't know everything about you. And so we ended up creating our own brand. And so that's how Couché was born. And a year later, we went back on the same cruise that we met on with these little janky samples of Couché and gave them out to everybody while they were on the deck sunning. We're like, hey girl, here's Couché. We let's do a video. We were just mobbing people like, girl, get on our video. We're launching our brand. And people are on a cruise. They were on the high seas. They ain't got nowhere to go, child. Right. We talked about the name. Everybody laughed and giggled. We had a whole- How y'all come up with that name? Because I got to stop you there because I know, you know, I mean, it's so catchy. I mean, how did, were y'all just in their brain and she was like, you know, it's about Jacucci. You know what? How we go. I mean, how did y'all get to the point of coming? I mean, it was ingenious. Listen, so we were brainstorming and we were like, okay, it needs to be very indicative of what it's about. Because we didn't want something that was like- random and obscure. So people were like, well, what's your brand do? You know? So we we're like, let's make it obvious. So I said, okay, let's just throw some words on the wall. And I was like, well, the first word to mine would be coochie. And so of course, Barb <laughs> like, okay, we can't call that. I'm like, I get it, but this is a brainstorm session. <laughs> like, <laughs> add to it. No, that was your first word. That, that was, was your first, first word. word. Like, coochie. I wasn't going to say like pussy or any, like, <laughs> way too off the grid. <laughs> So we started with Coochie and she's like, you know, what if we did it like they do Target? You know how they do Target? She was like, what if we did it like and did it like Couché? I was like, bitch, that is ingenious. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we came up with Couché. We basically Frenchified it, is what we said. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and that was Couché. And we ended up, like I said, on this cruise, we had Couché t-shirts. We had five friends that came back on the cruise with us. Everybody had a t-shirt on. Everybody had little bags of samples. And that was the start of um, what is now, you know, the couche, you know, mini empire is what we call it. Um, uh, we have a, a small staff of four now. We have our own warehouse and offices. Um, 
We've quadrupled and gabultals. I don't even know the number, you know, revenue. I mean, we're just in a, such a different place from our humble beginnings. And, um, and it has been an amazing, crazy, scary, you know, um, just, just happy, joyous ride, right? Like everything that comes with entrepreneurship, it's been that. <laughs> I, I love it. You know, and there's so much, to, I mean, there's so many ways I can go with this because there's so much to impact. But with your couche line, tell me what all that includes because I do think you hit on something and I think that's the big thing about entrepreneur even finding your path is there was this need and you were listening. Like y'all are doing this BK Naturals YouTube channel and you realize there is this need and you say, okay, okay, how can we create something to fulfill this need? And what were you hearing that lets you know that it needed to be like feminine products per se? Right, exactly. So I think we started with feminine products because first of all, Dr. Barb, as we affectionately call her, is an OBGYN. So that's the area of expertise where we're like, well, if anything, no one could knock us off this pedestal because with you, we know what the hell we're doing with that, you know, feminine wellness. <laughs> so that's it. That's who we are. And um, and I just happen to be sort of like the sales marketing brain. So of course we were like, listen, we got the sales marketing brain. We got the clinical brain, like bada bing, bada boom. We got this team going. Um, and so she knows every day what women are talking about because they're talking to her as a physician. So we have such an inside track on what women are asking for. But we actually started with ourselves. We were like, you know what, as women ourselves, like, what do we need? And so, of course, I raised my hand, girl, because, you know, I'm always talking. And I was like, hey, hey, let me tell you what I need. I need a deodorant spray for down there. Mm-hmm. Because as a pharmaceutical sales executive, there are so often times that I'm in the car on the road all day long and I live in South Florida, it's hot. And I, I would always feel like at the end of the day, I'm marinating in my own juices. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I tend to be a sweaty Betty. Like I can be just on the phone or, you know, talking to people and I just get excited and I perspire and that's all good. But if you, you want to be fresh, sort of like, right. And odor down there, you, you don't, you want to maintain the freshness, right? So sweating is good because your body detoxes and baby, my body loves to detox and it's great. Um, but you don't want that to, uh, you know, you don't want an odor to accompany that. And so I started talking to other friends and lo and behold, it was almost like 50% of women were experiencing the same thing that I was. And I was like, well, mm. why are saying nothing? Yeah, no, because nobody's talking about it. Nobody's going, are you sweaty down there? What's going on? <laughs> how are you processing that? You know? <laughs> right. And no one wants to be like, well, I'm feeling a little musky. You know, how about you? You know, it's, like, it's embarrassing to talk about. And so there's two things we started with. We started with asking the questions based on what we were experiencing. Cause we're like, obviously we're women and there's nobody under the sun that's different from another. So there's gotta be somebody else that's going through the same thing. And for Dr. Barb, it was a whole nother thing. She wanted um, a bomb solution that would prevent sweating you know, between her thighs and things like that, because then it started causing itching. So it was uh-huh. like a cream that would be a, a skin protectant. That's what she was like. Listen, she's a bit of a pear shape and she's a little heavier on the bottom. And she had thighs that were high five and that weren't supposed to be. She's like, listen, I got a little shaping and some friction going on down there. <laughs> And I'm going to need some help, you know? Uh-huh. So we started with us. When we started asking questions, women were like, that's me too. That's me too. And that's how we started. Um, and so the line includes those things. We were so proud when we finally launched like the products we wanted. So it has first and foremost, the uh, foaming wash, which is basically a wash, a cleanser that you can use on the external area of the vagina every day. We've got the deodorant spray, which is mama's baby. <laughs> We've got that protective skin balm for folks who are chafing and rubbing together in areas where they don't want it. 
even under your breasts with bras for heavier breasted women. Uh, we have a soothing cream. So when you wax or shave and women are experiencing ingrown hairs, we've got something that'll, you know, throw those ingrowns out and uh, not allow you to suffer with those anymore. And, um, and then we also have an internal product now, which is a boric acid suppository. So it sounds a little scary, but natural based boric, which we get it from the seawater. So that's its origin. And it actually goes in to balance your pH once you feel like you're a little bit off, right? So you put it in there and it literally within 24 hours, um, it'll balance your pH and it'll help women who are suffering from BV, from yeast infections, because the issue is always your pH. What mm-hmm. you thrown, it manifests into all sorts of different things, including those two, like, you know, those two and so we've now got the suppositories that you can use internally, but everything else is um, for the external use. And we've got different sizes, bundles, all sorts of things. So I love that. And I love this new product. I mean, because it's something we have to start talking about and to yep. have a product, what you guys have done. And even the name is so catchy because after I met you at this conference, I started telling everybody about the product. I started, <laughs> to, And then I started going on the question. I was like, how y'all clean yourself? Right. And it was really, really interesting because I found that most women, they don't have these conversations. They're not talking about it. Some of my friends, like, I don't even know if my mom taught me how to do that. And my, my one friend's like, my mom gave me a whole process. You do this, you go up in the inside. I said, I was told you weren't supposed to do that. And I got so many range of answers from people who said, I don't use anything. I had people say, I just use water. Water. Really? Yeah. You have team water. You got team water, which is not, which is not what you should be doing. So team, we got to work with team water. I I, 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 I said, I I don't know. How is that? I don't, my body is not, I I said, Lord, I said, I was not blessed with a, no, that's, that's, that's not going to work. I call it a wash and go crusade. I don't have a wash and go crusade. I got to get in there and get to rubbing, get to rubbing. Okay. I don't have a wash and go. I don't. So, I mean, it, it, it was very interesting. And then to everybody, I mean, I've got so many different answers as to how people were cleaning themselves. It was surprising to me. Like it was, I said, I just need to do a whole podcast on how you clean yourself down there because nobody's really talking about it. And I love that your product is not only addressing this need, but it's getting us to talk about the things that as women, sometimes you feel like you're alone in. A lot of women sitting up there sweaty down there, working out, feeling embarrassed, like, oh, I'm the only one and whatever. And now you bringing that to the forefront is like making it a part of our conversation. Ladies, you might be sweaty or you might have some chafing or you might need a suppository in your JJ. Come on with it. It's okay. It's fine. Come through. We got you. And you know, what's funny too about the name is that we used to go around and do live events and play this game called the name game. So we would go to the audience and say, you know, we call it the couche. You know, it's the new name for vaginas everywhere, but what do you call it? So we would pass the mic to women and girl, we got everything from, of course, pocketbook and kitty cat. We had a, <laughs> we had a Mr. Wizard. I was like, well, why is it a mister? But anyway, <laughs> we got man names and female names, but everybody called it. We had Hot Pocket. We were like, wait, what? Hot Pocket? Like, they've been named a food. They're like, this is the Hot Pocket. Hot Pocket. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Listen, you, I mean, and I love playing the game because I no matter where, we would go all around the country playing this game. And I mean, you almost never got the same things twice, you know, besides the sort of like the basic names. But this one woman, I'll never forget, she, we got to her and she said, well, I call it the Shame Shame. Mm. I'm devastated. Like I, and I'm so quick on my feet. I, I had to like, rec- it took me a minute to recover because I was so 
so sad for her. And this woman was over 50. And to me, it was like at 50 years old, someone told you that not only should you equate shame to this particular organ of your body, but it's twice the shame because it was not shame, shame. And I was so devastated for this woman. And I just, I had to quickly recover. And I go, you know what, honey, if you want a new name, you can call it the couche. And we just had to keep it moving. And we record these in there. And I'm sure if you see the video, you got me looking like, what the hell? Where do I go with this? And I was telling Dr. Barb, I said, I'm so happy about the name because people love it to the point where they're okay with talking about it because now this name is not offensive or perceived to be offensive because most folks won't just say vagina. It's a little like shocking. Yeah. Yes. But Mm -hmm. if you're passing by me in the hall, in the hall, I'm like, yeah, girl. And then my couche was all about da da da. It just sounds like normal conversation. (laughs) Yeah, people love it. It's like, oh, girl, it's my couche. You know, I love it. You know, I mean, I I love it. Giving somebody the opportunity to have the conversation, to open up the discussion, was even more important than the product. Because it's like, if we can't talk about it, then we can't solve it. If you don't name it, then you can't tame it, right? So we got to talk about it. And if you don't have a word, girl, it's couche now. So just y'all work with that. (laughs) Uh And I love the fact that, you know, one, your product line and what you've created, and I'm assuming I've heard that you've got other stuff coming down the line too. This is just the beginning. But what I love about that is it's also making sure that we care for that part of our body, that that is part of our self-care. It's it's a very important part of our bodies and learning to be okay with nurturing it, caring for it, giving it what it's need and really listening to that part of our bodies. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's what defines you as a woman. Um, and certainly your breasts as well, but the vagina is this amazing, powerful organ and it's really the seat of your femininity, right? It's, it's how we got more the, the term woman, right? It's the womb. If you're a womb man, that's, you know, where the term comes from. And so, you know, when, when she ain't right, you ain't right. And everybody Girl. knows when she ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is huge. If she ain't right, you, your whole life messed up. Yeah. You mean if you, if you got infection, your whole life messed up. If, some, if it's out of balance, your whole you can't function. You, you know, it's one of those things that will keep you at home. Yes, for sure. She ain't right. <laughs> right. And when I tell you, you get on the website, you look at the reviews. We do this. Uh, we have a staff meeting every week, and we do news and reviews. So we go around and talk about what what's happening with the staff. You know, what's your news, and then we look at the reviews. And when I tell you, people are like, "Thank God for Couche." I've got my confidence back. I haven't been this confident since I was a teenager. I mean, it's just shocking to me that issues with your vagina have kept you from feeling, you know, the best about yourself. Help, you know, mm. feeling like you're your best self. It's 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 crazy, and it's one little organ that either makes or breaks how you feel about yourself. I mean, it's just it's so powerful, and I just encourage women to start having that conversation, start asking questions. You know, listen, we'll talk about how they can reach out to us and just ask us questions because we're happy, happy, happy to help you guys. Because this shouldn't be the reason why you're embarrassed or you're ashamed. This should be the reason why you're proud and why you feel amazing and why you can celebrate the fact that you're a woman. You know, I love it. And, you know, I want to go back because I think about looking at you now and the impact you made. You know, you're in this room. You see this woman calling it the shame, shame, changing the trajectory. And then I go back to here you are in this pharmaceutical role, 15 years, you know, not even realizing at that point that there was greater. And ladies, I have to tell you, 
that jump, my girlfriend, my best friend cracks up to this day before I made the jump to quit my job. So it was January 1st of 2018. So just, you know, almost three years ago now I went to the beach. I live in South Florida. So I went to the beach and I literally like did a self baptism. I was bawling <laughs> myself in the water. Like, me now, I had my car keys, my phone, everything was tucked in my bra. And I totally forgot all about that stuff. And by just only God's miracle. And I have like electronic keys to my car or whatever. <laughs> and you oh, just baptize in your own self. <laughs> and literally just fouls like, take me out of this water. God, I'll be ready. Because I am ready. And I know you got something for me. And I'm scared and all that. But there is no fear if you have faith. And the, the, the two cannot coexist. And I'm such a big believer in that. And so I said, as I come out this water, I'm going to leave the fear behind. And I'm going to walk in faith. So, girl, I'm doing the self-baptism like I'm John the Baptist. I'm just <laughs> I come out and I'm like, oh, shiggity, my damn phone and my keys all got baptized with me. And do you know there was nothing wrong with that phone and nothing wrong with those keys, child? I was able to get uh, the phone was working. I was like, there is this and ain't nothing but Jesus. Child. Wow, that is amazing. Did you leave before you knew the path or did you just start trying to figure it out? No. So it was almost happening simultaneously. So I met Dr. Barb in 2016. I was, you know, starting a new job. And again, that was the one that maybe lasted for a year. So I started the journey while I was still on somebody else's time and dime. And a mentor of mine used to say that, try to start your journey on somebody else's time and dime, right? Which means don't just up and leave without a plan or without having proof positive that things will be working. You need sort of a, you know, a minimum viable product, um, or even a minimum viable process to say, this is what I'm doing and I've done it a little bit and I see that it works and I just have to scale it. So we started R&D in 2017 and I was already getting uncomfortable, hating the jobs, leaving the jobs, that sort of thing. And um, a year later, 2018, I finally left and we had we had a full-fledged product line. And so things were already bubbling by the time I knew that, you know, this this feeling. But I was still scared. I was like, I'm just making products. I don't know. <laughs> you're like, you know, you're like, I was making six figures. And you know, you're like, oh my gosh, and I'm doing better. I'm in the six-figure range. I'm doing well for myself. And now I'm taking this huge leap to go after. I can see how that because you don't know, you know, in that moment. I was freaking out. And I'm married. So thank God my husband. Been. At first, he was like, "You gonna do what now?" <laughs> he was nervous, right? And I said, "Babe, this is it. You know, we're doing this, and this is it." And you know, I just, I just kind of coached him, and I prayed about, like, Lord, just help this man. You know, help me because I need to lean on him for a minute. You know, and he came around, but it was like, "Babe, I'm gonna do everything I can." Like, I, I pulled money out of my 401k. I was like, "Listen, we're not gonna be starving and broke. Like, we're gonna be all right." <laughs> So did you guys have to initially invest in yourselves? I mean, you talked about, because that is a big word. That's a big thing. I want to go back to that just for a second, because there's a lot of people that think, oh, and there are people, maybe you don't have to invest in yourselves, but the people that I have typically found, they've got to be willing to invest in themselves or take that risk in themselves. Did you find that that was the case for you? And people need to know that, that it's not an easy thing. It's not. It was so difficult. Like I said, I was crying. I did the self-baptism. When we were doing the research and development for the products, we had to buy like all the competitor products. So that's one thing already. Like you spending money buying everybody else's products because you got to see the good, the bad, the ugly about what's out there and create something totally amazing and different. So we were spending money there. Uh, Dr. Barb and I each put, we were able, and this is a blessing because a lot of people can't put in even this much. 
we ended up with an initial investment of $40,000 of our own money. So we pulled out money from savings accounts and 401ks and we're like, 40 grand is all we have. So if we can't pay this out, it's $39,999. It's just not going to work out. So we're going to have to figure this, you know, this shiggity out. And so that's what we had. And I've heard stories, of course, of people saying I had $500, I had $1,000, whatever you have, just start, just start. And I promise you, if you're doing it simultaneously, it won't be so bad because you'll still have an income because it's tough leaning on your dream when you're, when you're starving. You know what I mean? I want to that. Be clear about the plan. Uh, you know, plan the work and work the plan while you have some some form of income, whether it's your spouse or your own side hustle or your full time job. But there will come a time where if you don't move that side hustle into a full time career, it's not going to take off as quickly and probably to the you know to the level that you want it to. Because what you spend your time on is what ends ends up flourishing, and so mm. you have to make that transition. But that switch, baby, it feels like you're jumping off a cliff. I tell you not easy. It's not, it was the scariest. I want to say the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. I'm, I'm trying to think of what else I've done. That's that scary, but probably one of the most scariest things I've ever done in my life. And to look back now and say, thank God I did the job. I can't listen. I can't work for anybody now. I'd fire. <laughs> you know Don't worry about it. I'm, no, 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 no. Like, like, I'm real difficult now. No, I'm <laughs> I got high standards, but you know what I love too. In addition to that, is that you also started going around pitching. So you found other ways. This is when you got to get creative, right? I love that you went around and started doing pitch competitions. Like you really were like. In addition to me knowing that if I'm gonna believe in a product, if I'm gonna believe in something, I gotta be all in. I gotta invest. Be willing to. How can I ask somebody else to invest finances in me, and I'm not willing to invest finances in me? Come on, somebody. Correct. Come on, hallelujah. So then you're like, okay, let's invest in me, right? But then you started this pitch competition thing, and how many pitch? competitions have you won and the money you've been able to even get to be able to help even further what you guys were going through. Yes. So you're right, Joy. And it's so funny. Like I gotta start writing all this stuff down. Like I forget how I even got into the mindset of like, okay, we need more money. So by the time we launched, it was great. We had this big launch party in Florida and then it was like, okay, what do we do now? Like we, you know, we were just getting our website together. Like we were just, we just were trying to, you know, little by little. And so I said, okay, we already need more money because we need inventory. People are starting to buy here and there. We need, you know, product. And so I found out about pitch competitions and I was like, hey, listen, I have been in sales and marketing my entire career, my entire life. And I said, if if I can't do anything else, I know how to sell in less than a minute. Because when I was working with doctors, they would literally be walking by in the hallway in a hospital and I'd be like, doc, blah, 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 blah. And that was my sale. (laughs) Like they teach you how to nail a sale in 60 seconds or less. Mm. And it was about having a powerful presence, commanding their attention, getting to the root of the, the the problem and the solution like in lightning fast speed. And so I was a whiz at that. And so I said, I think that's a transferable skill and I could take it to pitch competitions. And to date, it's been every pitch competition. If I get on the stage, I win first prize. Eight or nine of them now. And I just, I, after I have kind of lost track, eight or nine, and it's just shy of maybe 80 or $85,000. And so there have been some really nice winnings and, but I will tell you, you start aging out of these pitch competitions after you're a certain amount of years old or after you're certain, starting to make certain revenues, you don't really qualify. They want the new up and coming brands. So you mm-hmm. in the beginning, if you're looking at pitch pitching, 
Kill it in the beginning when you're new and no one's heard of you because that's what they're looking for. I'm getting older now. We're making money now. They're like, yeah, 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 you got this. <laughs> and $5,000 is not, and listen, I, I'm a snob now. So I'm like, if the pitch competition is not $10,000 or more, I'm not leaving my house. Uh-huh. You're like, uh, come home now. It's not worth it for me. <laughs> but I think, you know, in your story so far, there have been so many golden nuggets because one, investing in yourself, but then look, being creative, looking outside the box for other ways to bring, you know, find financing into the business. You do this pitch competition, you're taking off, you're doing that. And now to see yourself, you know, you're in Whole Foods. I mean, come on now. That is big. You've been in Essence Magazine, you know, your product's been featured in Vogue, you know, you have arrived, like you said, and the company is just, you know, like I look back, I'm like, I always meet people right before they about to just blow up. And then I see them and I'm like, they just blew up. people, they just blow up. But to see where you are now is huge. And so I think even in listening to your journey, there's a woman out there, right? Who's at this place. She's at that job. It may not be the pharmaceutical company. She's plateaued. She feels like there's something greater for her, but she's like, I don't even know where to begin. I don't even know where to start. What would you, what piece of advice would you give to that woman? So I would say, first of all, get into the habit of visioning. Um, I got into the habit of creating visions and trying to manifest visions. And I think that was a a significant part of just kind of manifesting, you you know, your dream and what you want, you know, God and the universe really want you to succeed. Um, And it's just about you claiming that and moving in that light. Um, Think and Grow Rich was an amazing, amazing, amazing book. Um, I constantly read it. I'm always forgetting what it says. I'm like, I got to go back to chapter one again, you know visiting it, but, um, I would do vision boards. I would put my dreams on there. And years later I would go back and every, I can check off everything on the vision board. Like, yes, I said I was going to do this. Yes. Whole foods was on my vision board. So start seeing yourself as the woman you want to be three years, five years from now. So that's one, because if you don't believe, if you can't see it and believe it, then it's, it's just, it's probably not going to happen. Uh, that that's of my opinion. Um, but the other thing too is you've got to figure out what you love to do. Cause I will tell you, there are days where I go into this office, like, you know, I'm about to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> you know, if somebody don't get their cliches together. Okay. I'm, I'm just, you know, you get tired. Um, because business is work and, uh, and you work every single day. And even if your team works every single day, you have to encourage your team. So even though you're having a bad day, you got to continue to encourage them to be like, we're doing it. Great. You know, like, I hate this. You know, um, having that moment. Mm-hmm. At that moment, you're like, I hate it. And then the next minute you're like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And you would never you know, trade it for the world. I would never trade it for the world, but you have your days. So I have to have something that I actually love. You have to find something that you love and you have to begin to find a tribe that will encourage you, lift you up and help you find the resources that you need to just get going. If you want to do a products business, start finding a mentor, someone that can tell you about where to source bottles and, you know, labels from. And because a lot of the things that stop women from moving forward is they don't know the how, but it's, there's so many resources now that can show you step one, find a name, trademark it, you know, do the, do the due diligence around coming up with a brand, you know, what's the next step and all those things. And, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm starting to sort of coach women around some of those things um, when I have time, because I don't really have much time now, but it's a joy to see them go from sort of, I, you know, dream and idea to fruition. But I would just definitely say, pray if you're a woman of God, if you're a spiritual woman, 
ask for the strength to make a move, ask for the uh, recognition of when the move is right, because it won't feel right. But Ooh, it, that's good. Wait, wait, stop there for a second. So you said it may not feel right. It may not feel right. You don't, you don't ever get the, today's the day. You don't get that. Mm. It is this churning, uncomfortable belly pain. And maybe that's the indication, but it doesn't feel right. It feels so, it, it's the total antithesis of what you feel like you should be doing. And it's literally you ripping yourself and turning in another direction. And it is not, it is, it doesn't feel good at all. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get this happy, happy, joy, joy feeling, period. You know, and so, but just know it won't feel good and just ask for the strength and the faith that it takes to make that turn, but be prepared. Number one, be prepared. Start the process in in the background somewhere. Begin to sell products. Begin to work on services. You do need some beta testing because what you think your business might look like, it's not going to be what it is, you know, even a year or even a few months down the line. Things change dramatically. Don't worry about a specific business plan. Just get something down and just get started. Just do it. There are two last things I really wanted to ask you about is because I feel like the how, you know, you said that keeps women stuck. Whatever the business is, is figuring out the how because you didn't know the how, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't like you had like a line of family members who said, this is what you do. And so I think that's such a critical point to say, you know, you sometimes don't know, but you can figure it out. You can connect with people. Don't let that stop you. Right. Don't let it stop you. There's somebody out there. And then there, because, of course, we've got the internet. There's so many things, you know, how to start a products business. I don't know, Google, whatever, but there are ways to do it. I started sourcing products from China. Now I go to China every year to talk to my suppliers. Like, I had never been to China in my whole life. I love to travel. I don't. I still don't even know the language. Child, please. <laughs> What we talk is numbers and I, you have a calculator and you type in your numbers and you're like, what about this one? <laughs> and wow. They the calculator and they type in a number and they're like, what about this one? <laughs> and that's how we do business. I mean, it's just, it's surreal. But the fact that I'm now traveling to Asia and working with independent suppliers is like something I would have never, ever imagined. But it's, I had to get started. I had to figure that out. I had to get to a point where I was like, I need more or, you know, I need to pay less or, you know, whatever that is. So there's always a way. And if I can do it, I don't come from any amount of privilege at all. My parents were Jamaican immigrants. I was the first generation to be born in the U.S. Child, we don't have no roadmap around here. We're like, we're mm. Is this the U.S.? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) My generation, my siblings and I, you know, figured it out, did the college thing. But these are all firsts. We're still experiencing firsts in our family and our circle of friends. And so don't be afraid to be the first. But just, you know, you got to get out there and kill it. Kill it, my mama. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) And the one other thing that I wanted you to touch on is because you started to get these little pieces of what it might be. Like you started to, like, as I was looking more into your story, that there was something that you started to be drawn to the natural realm, like natural stuff. You started calling yourself the natural diva. So how did you start looking at the things in your life that started giving you clues about the path? Because as people are trying to figure it out, I feel like life is also giving you little clues. Yeah, you're right. You know, that's a great question. So I will say, I had always suffered from eczema since I was a child. And, you know, back in the day, listen, Nina might take you to the doctor. The doctor was expensive. Okay. So they were like, maybe we'll put some Vaseline on it or something. Now, mind you, I hate Vaseline these days. Not natural, but they would just rub whatever they had. You know, Caribbean parents, they just brewed up some teas or whatever, girl, and you'd be all right. 
Um, and so as an adult, I still suffered. And so I had to figure out how the heck to get this eczema under control. Um, and so it started with diet and looking at what I was eating and cutting out foods that I no longer eat. So I don't do pork. I don't do beef. Um, I'm really just a seafood and poultry type of person. I started implementing more iron and greens, you know, so it really started with my diet and then looking at, you know, exercising and, and staying healthy and wellness and incorporating meditating. So it really started with me and like, this is important to me. And because I'm in and out of office, you know, doctor's offices and hospitals, I saw sickness. And then I was like, I want to be the opposite of that. So it encouraged me to do more because I was like, I don't want to be the person on the other side of that door. Like this is, this, there's a world of people who are so dependent on drugs. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, and, you know, prevention is really the cure. So even when I had babies, you know, I have three sons and I started cloth diapering my children, which is unheard of. Like corporate woman, I come home, I got these cloth diapers. <laughs> I'm like hosing them down like, doo, 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 and I had a blast. I thought it was the best ever. I would make my own baby food. So it really started with me kind of internalizing a more natural lifestyle. Um, and so I was kind of always the natural diva. I just didn't know it. And, you know, the diva came in because I just love to be glamorous and cute and, and, you know, all dressed up, whether I have some or not. So, and nobody had that little moniker and I was like, oh, that's me. So I was, I just became the natural diva, but it was such a natural, you know, uh, segue into the couche and wellness. And it just, so it made sense. And I didn't realize those clues until the very end, I think like, oh, this is, mm. you know, so pay attention to, I think what the universe is trying to tell you, pay attention, what's most important to you. And I think that's the clue that you're looking for. That's so good. Cause like you said, it was, you always like to do this, you know, the natural as you started to get in that. And then you had the sales background. So you already had it. So that sales career was a setup right. to where you are today. So my final question for you is what's next for Couché or what's next for you, girl? I mean, you've done so much. I said, like I said, you blew up and I saw you in 2018 taking off Whole Foods markets, you know, doing the thing. So what do you feel like is next for you? Oh my gosh. Thank you, Joy. So there's so much, right? So Couché ultimately wants to own space below the waist. That has been my mantra from day one. I'm like, you got a space below that waist, boo-boo? It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some amazing new products on uh, the horizon for 2021. We're finally entering sort of like the menstruation space. So of course, it's the whole, you know, whatever it takes to help you when you have a period or a cycle, whatever you might call it will be able to to help you as well. So um Couché will be entering that market. So we're so excited about that. And um and then there's just bigger and broader things. We're looking at doing um, more events, but of course with COVID that kind of shut it down. So really just kind of getting back to the people. I miss women live and in person talking to them um, and hearing their stories and cracking up with them and hugging them. Um, and you know me, I'm just like uh, just open personality. So I just love interacting with women. And then just me personally, there's, uh, it's funny enough, I have been sitting on other business ideas for years and I'm like, Jesus, what did you want me to do with these? Because you gave me so many and I don't have time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I feel like if you don't move on them, you know, God may ultimately give the idea to somebody else, which is why, like, if you start thinking about something and you don't do it, you're like, oh my gosh, that was my idea. You see somebody I, girl, else. that's happened to me. And I'll be like, I thought about that, you know? Because yeah. mm -hmm. the minute you push it into the universe, there's, I believe that there's this invisible sort of stream of divine information. And if you throw it out there, somebody else can grab it, you know? Mm. So, 
you just, you have to, if you throw it out there, be a, at least a couple steps ahead because somebody else will sort of grab it. So I have other ideas. Um, I have, my sons are getting older. So I'm thinking well, if y'all can hurry up and graduate college or whatever, maybe you can take on some of these businesses for mama, you know? Um, <laughs> so they're boys. They're not going to be doing couchet because they're like, I guess. <laughs> it sucks. I need an heir to the throne. I know. And you're like, what am I going to do? Maybe they're wives. Look at you. You set maybe, it up. You maybe, set it up. Maybe my daughter-in-law. I- Come on with us. You don't even know. Who's on the way? No. Somebody better take this throne and run with it. So anyway, um, and, you know, we're going to hang on to Couché as long as we can. Listen, if some big, big corporation wants to pay me millions and millions and millions of dollars to buy it, I'll think about it. Um, But but we're still enjoying the ride. We're still building the brand. um, And we want Couché to certainly be a, a global name, not just a U.S. name. And so we have so much territory to cover, but the Whole Foods piece was so amazing. And we got that in the year of COVID, right? And I had I was working on that for two years. So don't ever think that people won't come around. That's the other lesson. Uh, when you first start, we were just peons in the business. We were nothing. And Whole Foods was like, yeah, yeah. But I kept talking to them. I was persistent. Um, not a bugaboo, but just every few months, hey, girl, hey, you know, it's me again. <laughs> And two years later, happened to be COVID. They were like, ready to launch. We were like, give us a minute. (laughs) Let's scramble and get it together. And it's been really, really great so far. And so if you're in the Florida area, uh, that's the region that we're in in Whole Foods. And we're, you know, um, moving into other regions as we speak. So it's just been an amazing, amazing ride. But for those of you who are stuck and you don't want to get out of your car or you're constantly getting fired, you know, it might be God's way of saying, if I don't make you uncomfortable, you won't move into this glory that I have for you. So go for it, mama. Yes, come on with it. I'm ready. And who is coming with me? You know, this is the year of open doors. I believe that. I'm claiming it for you and for me. And ladies, let's also embrace the couche. Because when your couche ain't right, nothing else matters. You know that. (laughs) And also, let's support this business. I encourage you to try a product and connect with Kimba, the natural diva. Kimba is also an author, speaker, and an influencer. Her other ventures include College Path and Pitch Pro. Check out the show notes for all the details. Up next on The Coach's Corner, we're talking about setting healthy boundaries. Ladies, if you know in your heart that this is your year to own your stage and embrace the spotlight, I want to help you get there. Through my latest program, Launch Your Show with Sutton Impact, I work one-on-one with you to develop your talk show concept, show you how to host like an expert and launch with impact. Check out the show notes to connect with me to learn more. It is time to get your message out to the masses. Women around the world are waiting on you. On today's Coach's Corner, there have been times in my life where I really felt guilty for saying no. I don't know if you felt like that or you can relate, but I have felt guilty. But then I would end up kicking myself for not doing what's best for me. If you've ever struggled with this, listen in on my conversation with life and behavioral coach, Sean Chikowski with the WNY Life Coaching Center. When we look at how many of us are struggling with this, how big of a deal is this? Do you find a lot of people have this as an issue? Huge, um, and it's a huge tool to grasp. Um, I'm a life and soul coach, and what I've found, what is really important, you made the connection already, is that boundaries is connected with your sense of self. 
um, your authentic self, your personal power. So when we can learn to use this tool, I like to call it a tool so people are more comfortable to pull it out of their toolbox. But when you can grasp this tool, it, it facilitates healthier relationships, not only with you and yourself, with others. So one of the questions that I think about, like as I was sharing my own experience, is I felt so guilty. Why do you think so many of us just feel guilty for setting boundaries that are in our best interest? It seems crazy when you think about it. Boundaries goes against our survival skills when we were taught. Um, when we were young children, we looked to our parents, our teachers, to tell us what's best for us. So um, it's, it's an ingrained skill that sometimes we feel as if we're, we're displeasing. But um, truly what we get to the core is you have to please yourself before you can go that step further and, and maintain stronger relationships with others. So there is a sense of guilt because it is, um, um, we want, I think there's an idea to, to extend yourself, extend yourself, but in the end you're giving, you're depleting your energy. You have to take care of yourself. I always say it's like a uh, gas tank in the car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you give it all up, yes, you're yeah. going to run out of fuel. Exactly. And you know, I think the thing about it is realizing, and this is what I want our viewers to really get, that this is not healthy for you. Many people don't realize the impact it's having on them. Why is this so not healthy for you not to say no when you know it doesn't feel right? You want to be your, yourself, your authentic self. You want to have your expression out of who you are. Um, a lot of times the people around you, you extend, overextend yourself. What I talk about relationships and the best scenario is um, and personal boundaries, what they are, they're personal fences. They define, there's a boundary between who you are and who they are. Um, it's like a dance floor, two people going up on a dance floor together. So if you're on the dance floor, you're not going to jump onto that person and have them drag you around <laughs> the dance floor. So you're saying when we don't set boundaries, it's like we're allowing somebody to, like, if we were dancing, they're, like, all up on us. Yes. And we're like, person. whoa. Yes. You but instead of telling them, we're not, and so we're feeling odd about it. Exactly. You want to have two versions, you want to be your best version on that dance floor. So guilt, yes, the guilt is, um, I think we're gonna move into this, but we, how you know your boundaries are being violated or they're going against who you are, sometimes you'll have a discomfort or you have resentment. If you continually to do things that you don't want to do or keep saying yes to people because you're doing it you know, out of feeling as if there's a belief that you need to or out of guilt, eventually it turns sometimes into resentment because you're not taking care of yourself and you're doing things that are not right for you. So it could ultimately impact your relationships. You're thinking you're helping your relationship by not saying no, Correct. by you know not saying no, but in turn you're really building up a resentment and a wall potentially in that relationship. Exactly, exactly. So it's really important with personal boundaries to get really clear about your values, your cores, what's important to you, um, defining them before. Um, I, I do believe proactively gets great. Like I work with life coaching. If sometimes people come in and they're so depleted and sometimes your self-worth gets diminished when you are not acting in the best interest of yourself. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And the one thing I wonder is, can you go overboard, though, in setting boundaries? Because once someone has violated a boundary, then we get the courage to start saying no, but then we start saying no too much because we're like, yes. I'm not going to let anybody do that to me again. And can there be an out of balance yes. in that? And again, visual that I am, I like to um, use the visual of a house. A perfect house, you want doors and windows that open and close. You do not want a giant fortress around your house where nobody can get in, or you do not want windows that are open and doors that are open so people can come in and out all the time. So you want to be firm but flexible. Um, you, when you start to build really strong walls, you're getting defensive. And you definitely, with personal boundaries, they're your friends. You know, they, they are protecting you. You want to have healthy relations. You want to maintain relations. They give you a boundary to say, hey, you know, what is true to me? What is not right for me? Um, personal boundaries has a lot to do with self-respect.
Coach Sean also shared five things you can begin doing today to set those healthy boundaries. She says, number one, it's your mindset. That you matter, that, you know, start start looking that you have a, a right to have boundaries and that, you know, you, you're in this world, you're authentic, you want your authentic expression to be out there and that you need to protect that, that you are your own best friend, that you need to have some fences to, to allow, allow that. You want people in your life, I would assume, that can respect your, who you are and your authenticity. So really, I, I tell people, you know, start adopting that mindset, step into that. You know what I love that you said is you need to be your own best friend. Exactly. Would you allow somebody to treat your best friend like that? Exactly. And if you wouldn't, that is a critical sign. Number two, you say tune into your feelings and honor them. And we kind of talked about that. So tell me more about that. How sure. do we, the red flags again, tell me the red flags okay. that I'm going to experience if somebody's stepping into my boundary that I should pay attention to. Ding, ding. This is a red flag. Okay. First, honor your feelings. They're important. They're, they indicate what is right for you. So I said they're your internal GPSs. Um, with your, vi going into boundaries, if you're being violated, if you're feeling discomfortable or excuse me, uncomfortable in a situation or you're starting to get resentful, you need to pay attention to your feelings. They're saying something. They're saying something about your situation that is not right for you. So if you know you can take those as tools to, to start designing your boundaries or understanding what, what, what is important to you. And it's important not to ignore that, to exactly. not ignore those red flags. And when you see them, to pause and yeah. to listen to yourself. That's yes. huge. Be direct. And this is really hard. How do we be direct? Because you do feel comfortable, uncomfortable sometimes. So do I say, hey, you are kind of overstepping a boundary or I don't feel comfortable. Oh, no, I can't participate in the PTA meeting this week. You know, <laughs> exactly. how do you be direct without being negative or if it coming across wrong? If it is something you want, okay, and if you uh, state it clearly and with confidence, um, what is right is right for you. Let that be known. If you do not want to do something, I know it's uncomfortable. I tell people it's uncomfortable. Once you try it a few times and realize that, hey, I, I am being, I, you're protecting yourself. You're giving a better version of yourself if you, do, you say no to something that you do not want to do. So you do. just be direct. Well, we have two more that we sure. want to get to. You say drop the guilt. Mm -hmm. You have to let go of that guilt. Totally. You yeah. just be, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I tell work with... Um, the guilt is what you're holding on, your belief system of someone else. You cannot control someone else's response. You're only responsible for yourself. You're responsible to set your boundary, communicate your boundary, and follow through. That's your responsibility. Last and finally, yes. you say it's a process. It is, yeah. So it may take time. You, it's like the little engine that could. You just keep on. It's a new skill. It's mm -hmm. a tool. And I say people think of it as a tool. Um, practice makes perfect. Start small. Start, you know, if there's an activity that you do not want to go, you look at, you know, cost value. Is my time really, I don't want to be there. Say no, no guilt and move on. And as soon as you get more comfortable and you step into that, then you'll see that your self-worth and you'll start, you know, it, it feels good. Mm -hmm. It really feels good to do what you want. In, in, in a you know warrant in a respectful way. I'm committed to setting healthy boundaries this year. What about you? Sometimes saying no to others means saying a yes to yourself. That's going to do it for another episode of the Joy Sutton Show. To learn more about Coach Sean, please check out the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to connect with me on Instagram and Facebook. As you know, I want to hear from you. And always remember, this is your time to shine.